welcome back to another episode of Stay on Target. I forgot to say hello. Sorry about the delay tonight. We had uh, some technical difficulties, but we are up and running. And we got to catch the latest episode of Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. A confusing show <laughs> with much controversy, some decent aspects and some terrible aspects. Uh, we're going to jump into it. We're going to start off with non-spoilers right now. Um, we're going to, yeah, try and not spoil anything and talk about what we like, what we didn't. Uh, first of all, we're if you haven't seen the first four episodes, because it's episode five, then go check those out. I'm, we're going to be kind of spoiling those. So if you haven't seen the show at all, watch out. There might still be some spoilers. We're going to try not to. We're going to be as vague as possible. But in this episode, uh, things happened again. And the writing, I'd say, is is a bit better. Still, some of the characters are a little flat for me. Uh, Reva's still a little flat. Some of the, the dialogue is just still kind of not, not there. The shot composition definitely is not there. Uh, choreography is still lacking they're trying but i've seen a lot of fan films that have done a better job than this show has done in many aspects it looks like very expensive cosplay in some ways and that's kind of what it feels like um this episode though overall i'd say was probably the best one again i mean it seems like it's getting better even though you're still left scratching your head a lot of the time in a lot of these episodes you're just like well that was dumb <laughs> you're like what's the point where are we going with this why what so anyway uh and there was a big reveal which we all saw coming in this episode and we're gonna get into that in spoilers but one scene in, uh, specifically between two characters um, that we signed up to watch the show for, why we watched Obi-Wan Kenobi, we actually got some of that. And I'd say that was probably my favorite part of this episode, um, mostly because it was dealing with George Lucas written characters for the most part and in more of George Lucas written time frame. So I'd have to say that was probably my favorite part of the episode. They were kind of doing flashbacks back and forth, um, which I didn't mind. Typically in Star Wars, there's not really flashbacks, but they're really relying on flashbacks in this. And in some ways, that can be good storytelling, although it doesn't quite feel as Star Wars. We're still missing the side swipes. The shot composition, again, is not there. It doesn't build tension. It doesn't build momentum. Uh, that's... I think part another big part of the problem of this show uh, I, I i thought this episode was at least more cohesive and there was less stupid things than the other episodes still some stupid scenes where you're just like oh man um you know one big reveal we got to learn more about uh one of the main characters the bait and switch which we all saw was coming. There was a big bait and switch in here, but whatever, we saw it coming. We knew it was going to happen, and I still don't fully understand it, and we still are kind of scratching our heads at the end of the episode, but it'll be interesting, I guess. I still think this whole series, even we're one episode away from the end. I, I still think this whole series should have never been made. 
That's just my personal opinion. I, I think they didn't pull out their A game. They pulled out like the D team. Or it was just done in a committee where there was too many people involved and they were playing in the backyard. You know, I still think kids in the backyard probably could have come up with a better story and cohesive story and less dumb than what they did in most of the episodes of this show. But uh, overall, rating-wise for this one, what did I give it last week? I think I gave it a 7 out of 10 last week. I'd, st- I'd stay probably around there. Actually, if I could, I'd probably, going thinking about last week's episode more and more, it just got worse again the more I thought about it. So I would actually dock last week's down to like a 6 again or a 5, maybe a 4. And then this episode, I would keep at like probably a 6 or a 7. So it was decent. This episode's better than a lot of the rest. There's some interesting, somewhat interesting things that happen. It feels clunky. Uh, nothing really seems to flow right. Um, uh, there's not really great tension or weight behind anything that happens. That's kind of the problem with this, this whole series, though, in general, is everything just feels like there's no consequences. And convenient writing which is lazy writing really is what it is like there's so many parts where you're like okay well the empire would have just done this or vader would have just done this or obi-wan would have just done this and whenever you can think of that throughout the whole episode every single series episode whenever your villains are being stopped by branches and they can't track down a 10 year old child then yeah there's a problem which I would say some people say out there that it maybe is for more for kids, but no (laughs) show. I would not show this to kids. I mean, maybe PG 13, like maybe 13 year old, I guess, which I guess is what the original films are, but it goes down. I mean, like some of the scenes are like silly. They're just straight goofy. Like, I don't even know. Like just, they make no sense. So, but this one had slightly less of that. Leia was still kind of the bestest ever. You know, she couldn't do any wrong, even though it took her forever. And there's just certain things that still, that character kind of just bugs me. (laughs) And I feel like they're just trying to prop her up more than she needed to be in the show. And she, I I think they actually made Leia less likable at this point because they want, they make her act like she is in a new hope, but she's only a 10 year old child. So it just doesn't give you any room for growth as the character, even from now until then. So that was kind of annoying. Bait and switch with Reva here. Uh, Try not to spoil too much. There's a lot of things that happen in it. Um, There's one moment where I was like, yes, even though it doesn't feel like, again, it had any consequence. (laughs) And we'll go into that more in spoilers. Uh, But if you're here with us real fast, like, comment, and subscribe. We love hearing from you guys. We hope you guys are enjoying watching this show, even though, depending on if you like the Obi-Wan show, if you're enjoying it, that's great, too. We don't want to take away from that. Um, although we have our qualms. But uh, looks like we got someone here. Carla says, good evening, Dustin. It's nice to see you. It's nice to be seen. And thank you for joining us in the comment section. Glad you're here with us. Let us know what you thought of the episode, if you have a chance to see it. If you haven't had a chance to see it, let us know if you're looking forward to it. I'm trying not to spoil too much if you have not seen it. But uh, we will be going into some spoilers here soon. I also see uh, Zarhimoto says, looking good, Dustin Solo. Thanks. I am solo again tonight. 
I didn't address that, and I didn't say my name. I'm Dustin. <laughs> I'm Dustin. I'm joined here with the fact checker. Uh, it's just the two of us again tonight. Uh, everybody else is busy, but uh, they will be back. They're running some missions. They're doing some stuff. So we're in Studio B again, and we're cranking out this episode. I'm glad to be here talking to you guys about it. I love talking Star Wars. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It's all Star Wars. I mean, it does matter if it's bad. I wish it was better. I'll say that. <laughs> I still think we could have come up with a better story, honestly. I, I'm confident most everybody watching right now could have come up with a better story, more cohesive, especially with the full weight or the full like backing of Lucasfilm. Like if you have all the canon, like if you had Dave Filoni and or John Favreau, people just at your disposal that know everything about Star Wars and canon and everything. I mean, how would how can you mess it up? I mean, they found a way. But uh, anyway, so it sounds like I'm really harping on it. But we're gonna get into uh, some spoilers here soon, lest you be warned. Um, Obi Wan felt more like Obi Wan in some ways mostly in some of the scenes that they shot there was a cool scene but a lot of it was predictable and then the stuff that wasn't predictable just felt silly again so again my overall score for this episode is going to be about six and i docked the last episode to like five i changed my mind on that we're going back we can do what we want i'm solo <laughs> all right so we're going to jump into the spoiler talk we're going to kind of go through this episode a little bit we're going to keep it short to the point dan says Harp away. <laughs> Looking, sounding good. Thanks, Dan. We're glad you're here with us tonight. Uh, let us know in the comments what you thought of the episode, if, if you got a chance to see it. Um, oh, yeah. Also, Zarhimoto said, I'm not listening to avoid spoilers, but you look great. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. At least you're here with us. Even if you can't say anything, I could just be saying watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. <laughs> All right. So here we go. We're going to be getting into spoilers. Also, if you get a chance to go watch it, then come back and still we'll still read your comments. If you have any comments later? Let us know. We will always comment back because we like commenting back. It's fun. It's fun. All right. Into the episode. You have been warned. Spoilers are coming. Boom. All right. So jumping into the episode, we leave off with uh, Wade dying and the whole... I don't know. I'm trying to even remember what happened in the, the last episode. I'm trying to forget a lot of it. The trench coat, walking by in the trench coat. Man, that was silly. It was terrible. And uh, the shots there, and obviously the droid is evil, and they leave you off with that. And that does come to pay off in this episode in a way. Uh, it just feels silly. But they start off really with... Um, what did they start off with? It was with the Vader... Or it's Obi-Wan and... It was Obi-Wan and Anakin. Um, Obi-Wan and Anakin at in the temple on uh, Coruscant. And it's cool because it's showing them training. Or kind of doing, kind of training really is what they're doing. Their lightsaber dueling just between the two of them to see who's better or whatever. They're trying to hone their skills. It was kind of weird though because it definitely looked, it almost looked prequel-esque for the fact that like the CG wasn't a hundred percent i thought it looked decent but you could tell it was in the sound or the what do they call that the, the stagecraft in stagecraft it wasn't bad um but i really liked seeing both of them back in the prequel era the weird thing i think about it was they probably could have spent so a little bit more time on de-aging them to look a little bit more because when you got up close you're like 
They're definitely older. They did all right. And maybe they didn't want to go too far into the uncanny valley and also budget-wise. But again, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. No expense should have been spared for this show. You should have had all the stuff. You should have run this whole show past George Lucas, too. I'm just saying, like, if you didn't talk to George Lucas or anything about this show, then you're all idiots. Um, but that was probably... Those scenes were some of my favorite scenes. And I could tell that a little bit better writing was done in this because at least those flashbacks uh, went along with the story of what was going on and it really informed you. And in some ways, like we are to this point, uh, you could have almost started the season here. In a weird way, you could have almost just left out the first four episodes. There's really not much going on in those episodes. They're kind of filler and you could have just started it off with obi-wan and anakin training this could have been like a short movie <laughs> and uh so anyway that was, that was that felt silly but that was cool to see them uh, fighting again their choreography wasn't the greatest it felt prequel like in a lot of ways so it was not perfect uh i still think we probably could have done some better choreography ourselves I'm not trying to toot my own horn but some of the, the shots in the fight was just I just didn't feel like they developed it enough and they really honed it. I don't know how much time they took on it. It just didn't feel like they took enough time to really dial it in. Plus the shot selection of all of these fights in the choreography did not enhance uh, the fight at all. You know, if you look at a movie like Troy, where um, the two main, I forget their names, Troy, uh, Brad Pitt and the other guy, I forget his name, but they're fighting with like a spear and shield and sword combo. They really shoot the scene to accentuate the different attacks, the blocks. They get up close, they pan back. There was a little bit of that going on. I still think the lightsabers look solid in the in this show and they look good and they they act well, I guess. They I don't see any problems there. But um just the overall composition, it felt just a little janky like they weren't doing too much it wasn't bad i'd say actually some of the best though was in that fight sequence between hayden and uh obi-wan and anakin that's probably the best that's actually happened so far because the darth vader one from last week was just garbage straight garbage two weeks ago it wasn't even last week oh my goodness yeah yeah anyway and uh, we know Reva's the bestest in this episode because our droid is tracking them and they're tracking them to jabim right the m I don't know. <laughs> I think I said Jabim last year, last week. Jabim, which I think is mentioned in the Clone Wars, actually. It's a kind of an Outer Rim planet. I think there's... A, if I'm right, I'm not sure. But anyway, we'll get the fact checker on that. <laughs> the Spice? So it's the Outer Rim, and it's... Who was on that planet in the Clone Wars? She's looking it up. But anyway, so that's where the path takes them to, which I'm not sure where they go from here. I was kind of almost expecting to see more like Jedi or or like survivors uh, here because that's kind of where they said they shipped everybody off to. But I guess they must have shipped them off to there and then they disperse them from there. It's really not clear. It's still kind of vague. Not like it's a, it just doesn't feel fully fleshed out in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, so then they jump into that and then they get back, they get to Jabim, 
Vader is talking with Reva, and I'll have to say the, the 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 scenes between Reva and Vader are just still cringy to me. Uh, dialogue's not great. It doesn't really feel like how Vader would act. Uh, I mean, she becomes the Grand Inquisitor all of a sudden for some reason. And we find out later at the end of the episode that he's just kind of playing her. And so is the Grand Inquisitor, which is weird. And it's kind of confusing. So she became the Grand Inquisitor just so that they could use her as a pawn against Obi-Wan which didn't even pay off in the end. So it felt kind of forced, which we'll just address the elephant in the room. Of course, she's not a bad guy. She's a misunderstood bad guy. Like we all thought was gonna happen. She's just misunderstood. Bad things happen to her. She's not a villain. She's, she's actually got the same goal as Obi-Wan. Oh man, when I saw that, I was so annoyed. Whenever she got stabbed, that was actually pretty happy. Um, but apparently, she can get stabbed multiple times and not die. I guess that's the thing. I mean, like, running someone through with a lightsaber makes no difference. Even though Qui-Gon died and he got stabbed right through. It looks like they're stabbing him in the same spot. I don't I don't understand that. She's not dead. She's going to be fine. What, does she have, like, three stomachs? And, like, I mean, because even the Grand Inquisitor has two stomachs. And that's part of the reason he can survive. But still, a gaping hole in your abdomen? There's a lot more vital things going on in there. I mean, it's close to the heart. It's close to the lungs. It's your spinal cord. There's a lot of things that could go wrong. I mean, they're treating like like getting stabbed in the gut by a lightsaber, which totally disintegrates anything in its path. It is like, oh, no big deal. Shrug it off. Walk it off. It, even, even the blast to Tala. I mean, shoot, the first... Was it first or second episode or third episode? Where's the one? The first episode is where they show the their the younglings Order sixty six, and that Jedi got shot in the the same spot as Tala, and she died like immediately. Whereas Tala's like, I'll be fine. I'll shrug it off, or have plenty of time to live. I don't know. It, it felt a little things are just not cohesive. Again, when you start thinking about things too much. And this, this is really the true test of why this show is so bad. Um, in my opinion, Star Wars, the more you think about Star Wars, the better it should get. Or at least you don't find all the cracks. Granted, there's going to be a few cracks because nothing's 100%. But in this series, and I'll go back to um, Boba Fett. The more you thought about the show, the, the dumber it got. You were just like, why did they, why did they do that? And I know people come up with like fan theories on like how they could, and and I don't mind that in some ways because I know with the original trilogy, there's a few fan theories that that really helped solidify some of those cracks. But those actually made sense, and it didn't take away from the story. You still got the complete story. It didn't take away from anything. And and the more you thought about the original series, the better it got. It didn't have gaping holes in the story that didn't make any sense. This, they're failing at storytelling in this whole series. And it, it comes down to the writing. The a, bit, a huge part is writing. The story is just not there in a lot of ways. Or, or, or it's not cohesive. It's silly. They're choosing to focus on things that shouldn't have been focused on. Really, I don't believe you needed Reva for this whole show. I don't think you needed um, Leia. 
I know that, that the only thing I could say is Leia might be the only reason that he would leave Tatooine because they're saying she's as important as Luke is, which is still kind of a woke idea. Uh, women are the best. Men suck. White men suck. You know, which I still think is stupid in my personal opinion. I know I'm a white man, but um, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter who you are. That's the thing. You should be able to relate with anything. You shouldn't have to see color. And they're kind of in that way. They're kind of bringing back racism. <laughs> it's they're making it a big deal now by trying to push it so much. Whereas before we were just supposed to not see color. And that I think is a better way to do things than doing diversity hires or whatever. So anyway, sorry, I don't want to go off on that too long, but uh, it just, that's why, part of the reason why I just feel like Reva has no weight behind her. She's a one note villain. And then this one, they're trying to make her again, just a misunderstood. And that's why she's actually the best. She's better than Obi-Wan. She's better than Darth Vader. So I'm kind of glad that she got her butt handed to her by Vader. And that fight scene was goofy, very goofy. There were some cool parts about it, but anyway, the droid uh, Lola, she attacks the base and locks them in the base, which is kind of silly. Again, the ideas aren't fully fleshed out in a lot of ways. Like, what's their plan? Why wouldn't they just do an orbital bombardment? Especially if you keep with cannon, Empire Strikes Back. That is some of the that's the best siege and some of the best fighting between the Empire and the Rebels. It's on Hoth, and they're totally being bombarded it's a great fight between stormtroopers just attacking and the rebels putting up a fight but uh, i mean they're they're sending bombs down on you know everywhere they're just rushing in it's no there's no fanfare with any of this in the empire strikes back it's just we have a mission let's accomplish the mission this feels like we have a frame a cool looking frame let's get the cool looking frame let's try to make it look more epic than what it really is and they're not succeeding that's part of the that's part of the problem but anyway he knights reva as the grand inquisitor which is it felt silly <laughs> it just felt silly it didn't feel like she earned it really other than she got Obi, she was able to track down Obi-Wan. She pulled Obi-Wan out. And then we, but even whenever they get the planet, he doesn't care about anybody else other than Obi-Wan, which we understand. Okay, that makes some sense with Vader. But Reva, he sends Reva, and he doesn't even show up until later, which didn't make any sense because they were both together. Why wouldn't he have just gone down with her? And then all the stormtroopers line up and they just line up in front of the door. There's no orbital bombardment. There's no shooting at the door immediately. Like in Empire Strikes Back, they're just attacking because they're trying to accomplish a goal, not set up a dumb scene. <laughs> so they they're just they they just get everything set up and then they have to wait for Reva to show up so that she can say, Fire! And it was the just cheesiest thing. They're all like it just felt really cheesy. Like they're trying to make it look cool and it just did not. It looked like a soundstage and it was not epic at all even the shot compositions again nothing was epic about it they're trying to get through the rebels not even rebels the path people are trying to stall and hold off all the entrances because that's all they have to do until they can get away which doesn't really make sense or hold up because there's a freaking death not death star but a freaking uh, star destroyer above them <laughs> if they open up the th that's the thing they finally get them open 
and the ship would have just blown the ships apart. I mean, they can clearly see the like, no, let them go. <laughs> what dumb decision. It just it makes no sense with a lot of this stuff. So anyway, back to the, the planet Lola. She goes all bad, and she starts basically unplugging things. She goes into a crawl space where conveniently every single one of the wires are, and uh, locks the place down so they can't get they can't open up the what was this like a sky port or whatever. They can't open that so they can't get their ships out. Anyway, so she locks them down so they're trapped. They're basically trapped rats and they're working on it. They only have an hour and there's a super cringy scene with Leia and Obi-Wan and Leia's like, I'm small enough, I can do it. And she's given like all this attitude and she's like, I can do it, I'm the best. And obviously she can't do anything wrong. Leia can never do anything wrong. I don't think this whole series, even as a 10 year old, is just stupid. That's also what makes it annoying. Not the fact that she can't do any wrong, but just, again, doesn't give her character any growth for later. Like, okay, so since she was 10, I guess the only flaws you could say is she runs away a lot. But they're, like, almost still trying to make that, like, oh, that's just Leia. She's a rebel, you know? It seems silly. And if that was my kid, man, no. No. No, thank you. They would be in a lot of trouble. And I'd make sure they learned their lesson. <laughs> And hurried up because then she gets, but Obi, again, another woke thing here is they have to use the main characters. This show is called Obi-Wan. It's called Obi-Wan Kenobi or Kenobi. What's the actual show? Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Oh, I lost that for a sec. I was thinking the book. The book is way better. Seriously, Kenobi the book, if you want something that makes sense canon wise and still dives into the character specifically of Obi-Wan of Obi-Wan Kenobi and you don't even have to have Darth Vader. That book is amazing. I'm still telling you go check out that book. It's a little slow in certain parts. It's kind of like a western in other parts because it's all it all takes place on Tatooine. But we've seen some awesome stuff on Tatooine and I can understand in some ways why they didn't go back to Tatooine because we were with Boba Fett. We were on Tatooine pretty much the whole time and we've been like all desert planets for like most of disney star wars which is stupid in a lot of ways because there's so many other planets out there and there's so many other things we could have explored we should have done the thrawn trilogy from the beginning you idiots um just hire me i'll take care of it <laughs> seriously though if they would have done the thrawn trilogy from the get-go i'm going off on a tangent here they would have done the thrawn trilogy in the from the beginning just aged up make it work in that age and you would have had a built-in fan base with uh, the people who read Thrawn, which kept Star Wars alive, really, in a lot of ways in the 90s. That book series kept Star Wars alive, and it felt like a natural progression to Star Wars after 6, because it takes place five years after Episode 6. You get a new villain that's really good and really different and is very interesting, but you also get Luke, Leia... Han, Lando, Chewie, you get all the classic characters with, with an additional, a few additional characters. There's more weight. There's good storytelling. It's very, very fascinating story. If they would have done that right off the bat, I guarantee you Star Wars would be in a way better place. They would have made so much money, it would have been ridiculous. I'm not joking. They would have, they would have blown the roof off. I, I, if they would have done that, I bet you the the last movie of that trilogy would have been probably the highest grossing movie of all time. 
I'm just going to say it. I honestly think they could have, but they screwed it up. And I still think uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau are heading that way. I hope they keep it close to what how he did it because I just still see them kind of changing things here and there. And if they change it too much, it's not going to feel right. Anyway, back to this story, which is I can't help but think about better Star Wars because this is just still janky. Anyway, Reva and oh yeah, Lola goes and destroys the thing. She's got the red eye, so you know she's bad. And it just feels silly, all of it does. And I don't know. And so then Obi-Wan, again, the woke idea here is they have to take the main guy and they have to prop up the female and make her even better. And he has to say, he's like, well, I trust her, so you should too. You know, it's like, I feel like that's happened in a lot of woke movies lately. They use, you know, the male character the white male character to have to prop up the female character, even though she's had no growth and no character development the whole time to make her the best. I, again, when you push an agenda in a story before actually the story itself and what makes sense for the story, a goal <laughs> for why the characters are doing what they're doing, I mean, really, there's it's a loosely based goal and it's not well executed. But anyway, so Lola, so she goes up there and that, that Raja guy who feels, he still feels, I know some people like him. I don't mind him. I think when Obi-Wan talks to him, he feels more Obi-Wan-like, but he still feels kind of out of place to me, to be honest. I don't know why he does something about it. It makes me feel like Aladdin or something. I don't know if that's, it just feels silly. Again, it doesn't feel super Star Wars. It would, almost would have been better if he was actually a Jedi, but since he's not and he's acting kind of like he is, it just feels janky. Something about it. And the dialogue. I know, say what you will about George Lucas's dialogue and like the prequels and even the original trilogy. This dialogue is worse. Most of the dialogue in this is just very flat, delivered flatly. Uh, no emotion, no range. There are some scenes that are better than others, I guess, in this. But every time he's talking to like, what's that one guy's name? Roken? Roken feels like he's he feels a little wooden to me it just doesn't feel like he has a lot of emotional weight especially in the last episode when he was just like oh my wife was this and that and uh, fine I'll help you whatever yeah it was like 180 like right off the bat it was just silly no convincing no yeah he's a leader but he's not leading he's still looking to Obi-Wan he still doesn't even like what is he doing most of the time he's just yelling out things to people it doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel right. It's, again, it feels like bad. It's just bad. It's worse than a fan film. It's like they weren't given direction on how to, or or they didn't give any character backstory to really get these characters, like they didn't dive into these characters to solidify really who they were and how they should act. It feels very loosely based. Anyway, so uh, this whole thing with Leia and Lola, and then now we go switch back to Reva, and Reva's all angry again and yelling at everybody, and they're firing, and then Obi-Wan goes to the main door, the main hangar door, and he's like, I must stall. So he walks to the door, which is very weird. Walks to the door, and then he, like, it looked like he was going to use the Force, but then he, like, just touches the door. Oh. So some people are speculating, but not, again... Some people are speculating that he used the Force to go into her mind to read her history, which if you're a Jedi or a Force user, the one of the first things you learn is to not allow other Force users to use the Force on you. 
So it's kind of that's kind of a dumb idea. I mean, she was a youngling, so maybe she's not as well trained. I mean, she's getting pushed around by everybody pretty easily, so she's not that strong in the force. She's all right, but I don't know. Anyway, so then this is where we find out that she's not the worst. She's not the villain of this story by any means. She's only bad because she's trying to get revenge on Vader and what he did and Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan didn't stop stop Vader, which... I mean, at least Obi-Wan was like, get out of here, you know, get, you know, you guys got to leave. I'm trying to protect you. Obi-Wan tried, (laughs) you know, he could have even said that. Obi-Wan could have said, I did try to stop him. And when I left him, he was as good as dead. Why didn't he say that? That would have turned Reva Moore to his side, which didn't really make sense. Again, lack there of dialogue and background. They still kind of skirt around the idea he talks about her knowing Anakin. And he's like, how would you know that he would have kept that a secret? But they still don't address the fact that Obi-Wan knew that he was Anakin. Obi-Wan definitely knew that he was Anakin, or that he was Vader, that Anakin was Vader, because he watched it in episode three of um, Revenge of the Sith. He watches the hollow of Emperor, the Emperor telling Vader, rise, Lord Vader. And so he watched that. And then he says, oh, I can't watch any more of this. You know, so he knew. Maybe his face was supposed to be shocked that she knew. But it it does not play right. It just seems silly. Again, silly. The more you think about it, it's like I'm trying to come up with things to help them. I shouldn't have to help them with this show. Garbage. But, um... (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so we find out Reva, she's not bad. She is actually an anti-hero in this show. Her goal is just to kill Vader. And this whole time, she's just been playing the Empire. Which, yeah, how did she think she was going to get away with that? There, Her plan is to use Obi-Wan to get to Vader. Which, for ten years... And that's why she's been after Obi-Wan this whole time? She couldn't have come up with any better plans to take out Vader? The only way was to hunt down Obi-Wan and to be as bad as Darth Vader. (laughs) You know? She will do anything to kill Vader. I will be worse than Vader just to kill Vader. Uh, It makes no sense in a lot of ways. And I don't like the fact that they're trying to make her a anti-hero. Although where they left this episode off, we were kind of like scratching our heads. We're like, what the crap? Uh, I don't know. Sorry. I don't want to dwell on that too long. But So anyway, we got Obi-Wan and her talk, blah, 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 blah. And then he's trying to use her and convince her to basically be on his side, which I could kind of see Obi-Wan is more the diplomat in a lot of ways. And he does use speech more than he does broad fighting. And that is kind of the flashbacks that we get with Obi-Wan and Anakin in this one, which I did enjoy quite a bit, and how there's kind of a theme, a lesson going on in the background of, you know, why Anakin fails in a lot of ways and why he's still, it was pretty good stuff, actually. I'd have to say that stuff was probably the best, uh, and it fit with the prequels and and even this episode in a lot of ways. Reva, again, just still feels clunky, one-sided, and not compelling it's just not compelling to watch i i mean i you don't know what to root for or root against her i'm rooting for against her the whole time because i just don't like her character it's not good 
Nothing against Moses Ingram. I just don't like the character. It was a bad, poorly written character. Also, uh, yeah, another point. They've already done this. This has been done before. Really. Not exactly this way. But play Fall Jedi Fallen Order. So many things have ripped off from Fallen Order from uh, Starkiller. The, the scene in the last week's episode was 100% Force Unleashed. Uh, just the promotional material. There's tons of things they're stealing. They don't have an original idea. Because in Fallen Order, spoilers for Fallen Order, uh, there's the second sister. <laughs> so she's after the main character. And she's one of the toughest ones. Next in line, basically, to Grand Inquisitor. Again. And she's work she ends up she's kind of working with Vader, not really. But you know, it's, it's so similar. And then at the end of that one, at the end of Fallen Order, uh, her Jedi Master, which uh, it feels so similar to this. Obi-Wan was kind of all their masters in some ways, not really, but Jirasunda, which I think that's her name in Fallen Order, is the second sister, was the second sister's uh master and and that's why the second sister turned to the dark side because she couldn't save her. So then she ended up hating her old master. It's super similar. Like it's a super similar storyline to what's going on this. And that's another reason why it feels silly. And we've seen it before. And anyway, at the end of Fallen Order, the second sister ends up becoming good. She, she turns from her ways just to get killed by Vader. So it's almost exactly the same. It's stupid. I mean, really, if you if you played Fallen Order, A, there was better storytelling in that game. It made a lot more sense of what was happening and the motivation of each character. Uh, it was just way better. It was done way better, and they're copying that and doing a terrible job of it. So it's like, I've already seen this, for one thing, all of this. It's done terribly. Sure, it's live action, but it's... I think I'd rather watch it in a video game at this point because I think it would make more sense and be better. So it's stupid, okay? It drives me crazy. And so she she was gonna, so she wants to use Obi-Wan to get to Darth Vader. Doesn't have a good plan. There's no plan for that to happen. I mean, the only thing is to get Obi-Wan next to Vader so that she can kill Vader. It, again, it doesn't make any sense. So Obi-Wan has to explain that to her that, oh, he's only going to be looking at me after he turns himself in. And there's other ways to fight than just using his lightsabers, what he said. Which, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Luke kind of did that in, you know, The Return of the Jedi. So I, I get that in some ways. Again, it felt forced. There was no build-up to it. There was no, like, aha moment. There was no, like, leading into things. The motivation for a lot of characters is just not there. Shot composition, storytelling, the acting, it's not coming together. It's like you have all the pieces. You have all the pieces. But you have no idea how to make them work cohesively together. So they're just kind of like janky falling, falling together and it makes no sense. I mean, it makes enough sense that you can kind of follow it. But you're just like, why would they do that? What, what is going on? And they only have like a very limited like sets. You know, there's only like one hangar, one corridor, and an outside stagecraft thing. This is not big budget stuff. This is like, and I think they spent like 20 million or... 30 million on an episode and like what we were talking about like 15 of it went to Ewan McGregor or something like that so they only had like 5 million and that was, 
It's garbage. They should have gone all out for this show and it's terrible. Ah, it drives me crazy. It, you already have source material there. Just use it. But no, they want to make it woke and they want to make it their own thing because they're way better than George Lucas ever was, even though he built the best, <laughs> the biggest, best IP in the world. <laughs> you can't top that. And you're, tr you're retroactively making his creation worse. But not really. I mean, he still has the original creation. You're, you're playing with stuff you don't understand and you're screwing it up. And it's terrible. And, and then you want to blame the fans for that. That's the other thing I hate about stupid Disney Star Wars. George Lucas needs to buy back Lucasfilm and Star Wars. Honestly, I, that would be, I think it would be a smart move. If he wants to keep his legacy alive, if I were him, I would buy back Lucasfilm and I would put Dave Filoni, John Favreau in charge. You can go to a different company. You could even start your own company, for goodness sake. You could get distribution rights. You could work with every company out there and make billions of dollars. It's not even that. It's not It's not that hard. It's going to be hard, but still. Anyway, sorry. Off on that tangent. So we're going sweet. Are we going to have to wrap this up here pretty soon? But anyway, let's get to the meat of the, the episode. Uh, the, the whole scene where they're... <laughs> so they open the doors. They get She cuts through the doors because she doesn't believe Obi-Wan or whatever. She still wants to take in Obi-Wan. She still thinks he's a loser for not stopping Anakin. And she's, I don't, I, she got stabbed as a child through the gut, fell and faked her death. I, I don't understand that. Vader and even the 501st would have made sure that they were all dead. I mean, they did that. They shot him repeatedly to make sure every Jedi was dead. They don't explain in any way how she would have gotten out of there. There's no way. I mean, if it just makes no sense. The only way she can get out of there is because she's the bestest ever. And she can do no wrong. And she's the only one with revenge who can stay alive to get revenge on Vader. And which is dumb because Vader obviously knew who she was, which was weird in some ways. He's like, you didn't think I would know you, Padawan? You know, it's like, what? Okay. I mean, it was youngling. Yeah, it was... 10 years ago. I don't know. It felt so silly. Very silly. Everything about this is silly. And um, so she gets stabbed through the gut there and somehow survives. And that's what we learn in the end. But there's a lot of back and forth. Like, oh, but uh, let's address that one scene where they're, they're, the Empire is attacking the rebels and they get the door open. And then Obi-Wan just force pushes Reva back. Like, everybody's super good at force pushing Reva like 30 feet. And he pushes her back, and then the imp and then she has to yell at everybody to attack, and crowd go in fight or whatever. And so they start running in, and you hear them the rebellion people or the path people yelling retreat, retreat. Nobody's retreating, <laughs> so it's just kid, like creates this cluster, and they're like five feet apart inside this room shooting at each other. Like the only people that are getting shot for the most part are like stormtroopers. And they're just flooding in. It's slowly walking in. They're just like walking at each other. It was like the least climactic like fight scene. All you see is blaster bolts going everywhere, but nobody's running away. No, they're coming. They're just like standing their ground. At one point, like a stormtrooper shoots a dude at like like this close, and they're like fist fighting almost. I mean, Obi Wan's in the middle of this. Reva can't even seem to get past the <laughs> stormtroopers to fight anybody. Uh, it's so it's such a janky scene. 
It's so silly when it comes to the fight. Like, it makes no sense. You take that scene and you put it up against the Empire, and then you're like, the Empire Strikes Back anyway, whenever they're, like, running through the corridors trying to get away from the Empire because they're just dem demolishing everybody and actually people are actually running away to get out of there. And in The Empire Strikes Back, they explain how they can get off the planet uh, because they actually have, like, an ion cannon that's shooting the, the um, Imperial starships, disabling them from being able to, to blow up the ships that are trying to get out. And this... Um, because Leia's the best, she figures out that Lola's bad. Lola attacks her, which was the weakest attack ever. In the scene, in the episode before this, Lola goes to attack Reva like a, a boss and like has like shock thing. It looked like she was gonna do some damage. And like a 10-year-old, an evil robot couldn't even like she just grabs it like, oh Lola, stop it. You're fine. Oh, the restraining bolt. Okay, I got it. Oh, you're good. It was like that robot should have done some freaking damage. <laughs> it was so stupid. Oh, but Leia's the best. Reva's the best. They're all the best. And you can never go against that. Ever. Otherwise, you're racist. And you're anti-woman. You're not woke. And you're not cool. You're lame. It's stupid. Anyway, moving on from there. So they, she figures it out after like 20 minutes of trying to figure out like where. It's like you just got to plug something in. I don't know. It still doesn't even make sense how she figured it out. I mean, he yells up to her like once or twice. Raja, what's his name? Ha Haja? The Jedi that's not a Jedi. Haja. Haja. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and he, I like how he even said, oh, no, I really know what it feels like to be a Jedi because the Empire wants me. <laughs> so, also, why did she kill him? Reva in that episode. She should have just run him through. It made no sense. Oh, man. Uh, so many things don't make sense. But um, anyway, let's get to the meat of the story. So they get the, the the doors open, and they're about to fly out of there. How does Obi-Wan even get So Obi-Wan gets away because Reva tells him, because he surrenders to her. Oh, this is before. I'm sorry. I kind of I kind of jumped ahead. I, ju I jumped ahead a little bit. We're going to go back just for a sec. So, no, before, before yeah, Tala gets shot and the robot it was kind of weird. Like, they almost had, like, a f weird friendship there. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. And so the robot's trying to protect her or whatever because she gets shot. We saw it coming. I mean, I was we were watching it. We were like, oh, she's dead. <laughs> and, of course, she gets blasted. And I didn't mind her character. Her character was all right for the most part. Again, it's a strong, powerful woman that can't do anything wrong until she gets dead. And they were trying to add some weight to the story. I get that, even though that was probably the most emotional part. But I just didn't feel very attached to the character enough to be like, no, Tala, she's done so much. It's like, you, you don't, uh, it feels silly again. I mean, she did kind of help with getting... Again, she couldn't do anything wrong <laughs> until she got shot. Then she did wrong. <laughs> and and she admitted to helping the Empire kill people, which that was an interesting scene and just felt janky, though. Still, everything just doesn't connect very well. It was kind of like Rogue One in some ways, but Rogue One was executed a lot better than this was. Way better. They should have spared no expense and done it more like Rogue One than this. But yeah, so anyway, Tala is, and that whole scene is like, why aren't they just straight out running? They're just shooting, and Obi-Wan's like back behind her, and the robot's the one defending her. And he's trying to get to her, but he can't. He's freaking Obi-Wan. He could have just like force pushed everybody out of the way or done something like that. 
silliness. They just, they had already, the thing it felt like was they had already written in the story, she is going to die. It doesn't matter what happens. We have to, it's like plot armor for everything. Like there's just plot stuff going on and it doesn't have to make sense and it doesn't make sense. It's stupid. Anyway, so then whatever, she dies and they're all upset and I think the what's to call it guy, he, he's saying that Obi-Wan's given up, but because he's going to go surrender because he just thinks if he gives himself up or whatever, he's got a plan, kind of. It's a loosely based plan. But if he gives himself up, then Vader will leave them alone, which they all know is not true. Anyway, so Roken's kind of saying that and that she died for nothing. Also, they had to have walked past her body like five times. You think they would have like got her out of there or grabbed her or something like that? Oh, that's true. She did blow up with a thermal detonator. I did like seeing the thermal detonator again. At least there was that. That was kind of cool. How did it not kill Reva? They never even showed how she got away. She said run. She said run, so that means she survived and ran away. There was no epic scene there. <laughs> it's lame. Blast. Or blast or her like jumping out of the, the cavern with a fiery explosion. I don't know. It's too many unexplained things in the show. Yeah, the refugees didn't even know. Yeah, uh, silliness. So anyway, he gives his lightsaber to Haja and tells him to protect Leia, even though he's not even a Jedi. And I don't even know what he would do. <laughs> Silly. Doesn't even make sense. He'd be probably better off giving a Roken at this point. At least he's the leader of this, quasi-leader of this group. But he had to deal with everybody else. And... Oh, yeah, he all, there was a bunch of other lightsabers, which was interesting. I would be curious to see if people could decipher whose lightsabers those were. That would be interesting to know. I kind of wish they would have even said it or, like, they would have, like, Obi-Wan would have been, like, oh, master this or, like, oh, I know this lightsaber or, or whatever. It had, like, another sad moment. That would have been interesting. Anyway, again, we're trying to get to the meat of this episode. Sorry, there's lots of silliness to go over. He gives himself up. He surrenders. They take him into custody instead of just shooting him. And he ends up talking to Reva some more. And they basically, I th it's not very well determined, but like, like he's got a plan. So he's trying to explain the plan to her, what that he's got to say that, oh, that Vader would only see him. And that's whenever she could attack. So then I th it's like, but she still calls him stupid and like, I'm not going to deal with you type thing in some ways. But then still sends him away down the same corridor, the only corridor that there is, and just so he can escape? Was that her plan? It felt very silly. Like, was that her plan? Maybe she was going along with it, but it's kind of loose. <laughs> so he gets away, gets done, like out of there, and then he goes to the ship. So he just goes back to the ship. So what did he really accomplish other than trying to use Reva to attack... Darth Vader. And so then what happens is Vader finally shows up <laughs> a long time later after so much has already happened. And then he's just looking for Obi-Wan. And then wouldn't he have been upset that Reva let him get away? You think he would have just offed her there? Which didn't make any sense. They didn't explain that. He just walks through the corridor, you know, I past what? By himself, yeah, there's no stormtroopers or 501st or anybody or Reva's not there with him. I mean, there's so many things that don't make sense. He opens up the doors like it's no problem. And then he gets to the ship and the ship's taken off. And this is actually pretty cool. I, I actually liked some of the scene. It, it felt a little video game-ish to me. Like, actually, I've seen this before in Starkiller. <laughs> or even, the yeah, the 
the uh, Rise of Skywalker, which is oh man, that movie's terrible. But uh, he just grabs the ship with the force and keeps it from taking off and force lands it. Which I gotta go back and watch that scene again because <sighs> he force lands that ship. A, who's driving it? It could have been remote driven, I guess. They probably had some sort of slave software or whatever that was kind of helping it drive. But then right behind it is the real ship. And did he not see the real ship? I mean, even in that shot, do you can you tell it's there? Was it I'll have behind the other ship? How? But there, there's angles on it. It wouldn't have even worked with like floating. Like the ship is like on the ground here, and then the other one was like literally right behind it. And this one's f taking off and trying to fly away, and he just force grabs it. I don't think they were connected. But they show that, so, fact checker's saying maybe they were connected on the other side. Maybe. But, I mean, I guess it's a possibility. But even when they showed it, they showed it kind of from behind a little bit. And they, you didn't see another ship on the other side. And it was kind of floating away, and then he yanks it back and pulls it down. Which was kind of cool. It was supposed to be like a shock and awe moment. Like, whoa, Vader's so powerful. And he is. And I didn't mind seeing that he was powerful. And then he just, like, rips the... The, the ship apart like a boss which was kind of cool but still kind of felt a little unnecessary just to find out that nope that's a decoy ship there's a ship behind it Woo! and off they go why didn't he just grab it again that was the other thing I was thinking I was like well he already did it with the first one I just do it again also how did he miss that one he would have been sensing Obi-Wan in this area you'd think he would know what ship he was on in some ways if he's that if he's powerful enough to sense a ship and pull it to the ground from being trying to lift off and fly away, then why couldn't he have done A, done it again with the second ship? Why wouldn't he have known where Obi-Wan was? Unless like they were connected. Again, we're explaining something that shouldn't have to be explained. It doesn't make sense and it's stupid. Okay, so that was a decoy ship and then they get away and Vader just watches them go off again. And in the meantime, this would have been a perfect opportunity for Reva to have attacked him when he is focusing all his attention on trying to bring Obi-Wan back in the ship and using all of the force powers. <laughs> she could have snuck up behind him then and stabbed him in the back. But no, she waits because plot. <laughs> she waits until every all of that's over and he's not even focused on that anymore. And then she attacks him like a dork. And it's terrible. Fact checker's showing me a shot. Okay. So this dollar ship, that's loose though. It looks way bigger than that though too. That ship looks small if you look at the dimensions of it. I don't know. It's still, I guess it's being hidden by the dust in the shat. It's in the shadows, but still, he would have sensed Obi Wan and he would have known where he was at and known that there was another ship. Also, uh, Imperial. Starship is right above them. Why are they not just blowing them out of the sky? <laughs> or ion blasting them, you know, disabling their ships, just forcing them to land, TIE fighters streaking everywhere. I mean, there's so many things that don't make sense. It is painful. Like, you're just like, are you stupid? You couldn't have come up with anything to help them get out of there. They didn't have an ion cannon. They didn't have something to get out of there. You... <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. I, I can't help but keep saying it. it's just stupid. Poorly written. Lazy writing. 
ah, there should have been some explanation. You have to explain things. You can't just assume that the, the audience are stupid. <laughs> I mean, you do because you blame the audience for everything, even though you're the idiots who can't provide anything or do anything good. Oh, man. It's annoying. Okay, so then Vader does, at least he does some boss moves there, and then Reva waits to attack him, and then she, so then she finally attacks him whenever his full attention can completely be on her, and she stands absolutely no chance. And the choreography here is goofy, man. I mean, she doesn't even put up that much of a fight. I mean, he's like, he doesn't even use his lightsaber. He's just force pushing her out of the way, which I think is more Vader in a lot of ways for this episode. So he feels more Vader in a lot of ways, even though, honestly, I think he would have disabled her a lot faster and he would have probably ended her soon after that. I, I think it would have been a lot quicker of a fight i think they were trying to make reva look tougher and cooler and more like tough <laughs> than she really was even though he was handling her like no problem but she just kept coming after him because she was so angry at him or whatever i mean i get that in some ways but there was some really weird like she was like a spider on the ground trying to attack him at one point i was like what is going on <laughs> what are you going for it was it, she wasn't even attacking at some points I mean, she used the double-sided at one point, which is okay. But then, I mean, literally, Vader just took it. And then he snaps it in half. That's the other thing. He snaps it in half unless he just disengages it and it comes apart. You could see part of it. Detached. And he, like, throws the lightsaber to her, like, come at me, bro. Like, and then they, like, duel again. And then he just force takes it away from her again. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like, the scene is, is, it doesn't make any sense. Again. Anyway, so then, uh, so she puts up a little bit of a fight, and then, and then they kind of flash back to the whole scene. Oh, and before this, I do like that Obi Wan and Anakin the whole time through that whole flashback sequence. Obi Wan's trying to teach Anakin a lesson. Anakin's just trying to win, and he he's constantly trying to prove that he's the best, and that's how he gets victory. And Obi Wan's trying to say, you know, basically teach him. And I actually like the last scene or the last thing he says to him. He says. What did he say? He said, uh, he said, your uh, desire to prove yourself is what's keeping you from becoming more of a Padawan. It's not exactly like that, but it's very similar to that. The new writer guy probably wrote that stuff because that was some of the best in this and it made sense for the time era and what was going on. And I liked how he phrased it. I thought it was pretty good and he taught he taught him a lesson there, and I think they were trying to mirror that through this episode, that that's how Obi-Wan was able to get away, and that's how Obi-Wan was able to defeat Vader and Anakin again, just basically outsmarted him um, because of his desire to constantly win. It blinds him to seeing other opportunities and other things that can happen, which I didn't think was bad. That wasn't bad. That made a little bit more sense, but and, and I liked all the prequel stuff. I If... I would have just watched that scene and not watched anything else. I think it would have been better. <laughs> Again, I think you could have started here. But, uh, oh, so here's the actual quote. Fact checkers got it for me. So your need to, you need to prove yourself will be your undoing. And then he says another line about why that's why he's, oh, until you overcome it, a Padawan, you will still be. Kind of talking like Yoda there for a minute. Yeah, but 
I like so like that line actually makes a lot of sense, and I think Anakin should have taken that more to heart because they don't explain when this exactly happens. It's got I think it's got to be in between two and three, or it's got to be in between or during two, probably two and three because I don't think he had the scar on his on his eye there. So I don't know. That's an interesting. I'm not sure when the time era is in that. So. Uh, they still look older. It was kind of weird. But anyway, yeah, so I don't know where the time era is. Now. They might have screwed up there. Who knows? Whatever. It's like, again, whatever. <laughs> Who cares about this show in general? We're all going to forget about it. I mean, after this after this season over, I think most Star Wars fans are going to try and forget about this series because it really doesn't make any sense. I mean, the hardcore Disney Star Wars fans are going to maybe be there, but true hardcore Star Wars fans are going to try and forget this. Because most everybody online does not like it for the most part. I mean, there's some people out there that like it. But um, anyway, so we get to the meat of the episode. They uh, they finally reveal that Reva was a Padawan and he killed all the younglings around with her. She wasn't a Padawan. She was a youngling. And she even gets run through. Again, I don't understand how she can be stabbed and then just survive like it's no big deal and get away. And they wouldn't have killed her. <laughs> they don't explain I'm wondering if they're even going to explain it in the next... I don't even think they're going to touch it again. But again, no explanations for anything in this show. And that's, again, you have to you have to come up with a theory yourself that makes sense, which is stupid. So they think it's yeah, leaving stuff out equals good storytelling. It's stupid. It's just dumb. If done right, yeah, there's implications. Or you can show little flashes of things. Or It doesn't take long to explain how they can get away, but... I think the problem is they don't have enough creativity and knowledge to figure out a way that it would have made sense for her to get away. So they just, instead of trying to explain things, they're just like, we just won't explain it. They won't notice. Nobody will notice. It's like pulling the wool over the horse's eyes. It's stupid. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyway, so Reva gets stabbed again. <laughs> Vader just runs her through again. I don't know. I think it was maybe the same spot. Maybe she's already got a hole there. Maybe that's why she can't die. <laughs> She's her Oh my gosh. Uh, again, and then so she's, which is stupid and weird. And then out of nowhere, the Grand Inquisitor shows up. The real, the true Grand, Grand Inquisitor is like, y'all, I'm back. Your, your uh, need for revenge was useful for a little while. Like they were using her. And then now I just grow tiresome. Uh, and then he said something about like revenge and how it can keep you alive. Like, is that what he had? Is that they were like kind of, <laughs> I don't know. They don't, ex- again, they don't explain how he survived that. I stabbed through the abdomen. <laughs> it's so dumb. Holy crap. Holy crap. Okay. They don't explain it. Whatever. He's back. So at least they fixed canon. At least there's that. I almost wonder if they shot the scene after. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm sure they did it during. But anyway, so then they just leave her for dead again. They don't kill her. Vader would, uh, the, Vader the second time definitely would have made sure she was dead. She's not useful. She's not useful. So they leave her for dead. And in her dyingness, but not really, it seems like she's going to be fine. <laughs> She finds the communication device that Obi-Wan dropped earlier to bail uh, Organa. And she sees a message, and the message that he sent to Obi-Wan saying, 
all I know we had no communications, but all she hears basically is the boy or Owen and Tatooine. So she gets the children, the children Owen, Tatooine, the boy, help Owen with the boy, Tatooine. And that's like all she gets out of the message. And again, bad storytelling and assuming you know what's going on, they didn't really make it clear. I guess from what we're assuming is going to happen, we think that next episode she's going to hunt down Obi-Wan or try to hunt down Luke to use Luke as leverage against Obi-Wan. So since she couldn't take out Vader, she's going to go for Obi-Wan or the... Ch- well, yeah, but she's going to use Luke, so she's going for Luke. But she, how did, she wouldn't know that the children are Anakin's children. The me- they're saying does he know about the children okay maybe she maybe she discerned a little bit more that like Vader like it was Vader's kids or Anakin's kids I don't know how she would have figured that out A because she's Reva and she's the bestest ever it's not clear I'm gonna have to watch that scene like again just to be like how did she even surmise this and yeah, it's a loose very loose storytelling very bare bones like that doesn't make a whole bunch of sense and then the whole time obi-wan's sensing that something's wrong so they're kind of flashing back and forth between him and reva like trying to set up this like uh oh he knows something bad's coming we're setting up that reva's coming for luke and then they end the whole show on just luke like just luke sleeping in his bed basically foreshadowing that reva's coming after Luke. So I guess if she figured out that <laughs> we have to figure with the dissect this. Um, I guess she's figured out that Luke and Leia are Anakin's kids, and that's why she's gonna go now even harder after Luke and Leia. So Luke or she can't go after Leia because she's he's with Obi Wan and taking back to Bail Organa. So she's gonna go after Luke, who doesn't have enough help or people watching over him to keep him safe. She's going to go after Luke to kill Luke and in doing so hurt Obi-Wan, but mostly to hurt Anakin or to capture Luke to bring Anakin to. If they do that, they're totally screwing up canon there. They can't do that. So it makes no sense. Oh, man. She knows. Oh, yeah, she knew Owen, too. Oh, my gosh. I guess that's how she figured out. But oh, my gosh. Wow, they're making a lot of leaps here, and it it just it's so silly. But she she can't. Well, I mean, she can meet Luke if they kill her off, or if she decides to go a different way. And I feel like what's probably going to end up happening either they're going to have to kill her. Um, but I don't think they are. I keep hearing rumors that they're going to try and make a Reva show of her own. I guess they could do a prequel. Holy crap! I'm not watching that show. Um. But they're kind of setting up. So does that mean like the fight, the fight between Vader and Obi Wan is like totally done, and they didn't even do a fight? So the only fight between Obi Wan and Vader was Obi Wan getting owned, which totally destroys the canon because in the original trilogy he says, "Last time, uh, you were the master and I was but the learner." And then he says the reverse. He says, "Now I am the master," and he's and he says, "Only a master of evil, Darth." So. That doesn't make sense because if he just whooped his butt, he wouldn't have said that line. 
to maybe to escape the starship problem. So, yeah, and they don't explain. There's hyperdrives down on this ship, conveniently. They don't explain why, so they can't get away. So to build tension, I guess, they're just trying to get away like Last Jedi, and they can't jump to hyperspace. And for some reason, the Star Destroyer can't catch up enough to draw them in like a tractor beam like they do in Episode 4. Makes no sense. We'll see, we'll have to see what next episode's, next week's episode, exciting conclusion to the end of Obi-Wan is going to be. Oh, man. But we've been going at this for quite a long time, so we're going to have to start wrapping this one up. Uh, lots of silliness. Predictions for next week, I'm going to have to say they're still going to make uh, Reva a good guy. They're either going to kill her or they're going to make her a good guy and where she can do no wrong, and she's going to be the bestest ever. Leia's going to maybe go back home. She's going to have to get home at some point. They can't have Luke and Leia meet because that wouldn't make any sense. That would destroy canon. So I think Obi-Wan's probably going to... Sh- they're going to get away from the imp- Empire. They're probably not even going to explain it. Who knows? Somehow. But if they don't have a fight between Vader and, and Obi-Wan... So fact checkers saying that maybe the Obi-Wan and Vader are going to have to fight and that's how Leia and the ship get away. And then at the end, Reva might show up at at Tatooine but Obi-Wan's going to convince her that he's not worth fighting or he's more important or something and she's going to believe him and then she's going to go back to Vader and tell Vader that Luke is or that Obi-Wan's dead and that's why he doesn't look for Obi-Wan anymore there's a lot of question marks it's exactly so I don't know Again, this episode is... There's more questions than there are answers. Things don't make a lot of sense. But here at uh, Stay On Target, we try to make sense out of the nonsensical, and we appreciate you guys being here with us through this conversation. I had a lot of fun. I think the fact checker had a lot of fun. And uh, we enjoy this episode for how terrible it was again and how little sense it makes. They're trying, but they're really missing the mark they're they're shooting at this uh, story like a stormtrooper <laughs> can't hit anything <laughs> hardly they're catching a graze here and there with some of the cool scenes but for the most part they suck they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn um so anyway let us know your comments below uh let us know if you liked the uh, this episode if you didn't like the episode what you did like uh we'll definitely get back to you on comments and um yeah <laughs> we can't wait for the Epic conclusion to Obi-Wan coming next week. We're going to be live next week again on Wednesday. So stay tuned uh, for that episode. It's been fun doing it here at Studio B. Hopefully we can get some more of the gang back together next week. Looking forward to that. Also stay tuned for some more videos that we're going to be trying to get out to you guys here in the near future with uh, Laser Brain and maybe some more Stay on Target if we can get that. Uh, If you like what you saw, like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your frenemies. And we will see you on, oh, and oh, we got one more fact checkers telling me we got one more comment. Dan, uh, oh, Carla says, great insights, Dustin. And uh, Dan says, nice comparison. Excited to hear all the spoiler talk. (laughs) Nice. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Carla. Thanks for tuning in. We got some loyal uh, viewers and commenters. I like it. I like it. All right. So uh, for me (laughs) i'll stay on target tonight and a fact checker we are going to uh 
sign off for tonight, and we will see you next week for the final episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. How bad can they destroy this, or can they redeem themselves? Uh, there's always hope. Uh, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. I guess we'll leave you with that. Sign off for now. We'll see you next week. <laughs>